Let me just show you what God says is the call of your life. And it will not look just like mine, but it will look the same in the foundations and in the root of why we do what we do and what we are called to do. And he shows us in Luke 5 as he calls his first disciples. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, I want you to understand that Jesus is with Peter, James, and John. He had actually already befriended them about a year ago. They had, they had done some traveling with Jesus to Capernaum. And here he's coming back. When they got back, Peter, James, and John went back to their trade, which was fishermen. They just went back to what they knew. And so they went back to fishermen. But here Jesus shows up, and here's what he's doing. He's calling them even deeper. They knew Jesus. They were his friend. They traveled with him. But now he's coming into their life. And this is kind of my prayer for me and is my prayer for you today, that as you sit here, that God begins to radiate something inside of you and pulsate something in you, that it is not about a building it is not about religion and rules and you are, you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to look this part. It is not about what people say and do. It is about the heart of who we are and God works from the inside out and it's not about a big fancy house and sometimes God uses big fancy houses and sometimes he uses single wide trailers. It is about him taking you deeper from where you are now, that tomorrow is deeper and tomorrow is deeper and tomorrow is deeper and you will never arrive and it is a climb and you better push and you better sweat and your bones better be weary and your muscles better ache because you are in the fight for your life. And I am just personally sick and tired of fluff. I don't wanna be fed fluff. I want you to tell me what I need to do to live fully. I want to hear the word of God preached. I want to bleed inside so that I can live fully in the glory and purpose that Jesus Christ has set for me in the deep water. So don't tell me what I want to hear. Tell me what I need to hear. And the word of God does that for us. And Jesus is teaching the word of God. And we see here that the crowd is pressing in on him because that's what happens when the word of God is preached that our bodies, our humanity was woven together in our DNA to resonate when the word of God is spoken. Our heart begins to beat. We begin to sweat just a little bit. Our, we can't deny it. I don't care if you deny Christ or not, your heart is gonna start beating faster when the word of God is spoken because God wove you into the image of him. And so you cannot even deny that place, although so many will try. And it is why they are miserable. And it is why they are searching and they are putting their stock into so many things like money and popularity and substance and high and thrill and sex and addiction and lust. And they're putting all their stock into this. Why? Because they're searching for the one thing that is found here. It's here. And so Jesus is teaching the word of God and people are pressing in on him. And because the, the word of God, I want you to understand, the word of God is always a setup for you. The word of God is a setup for you to encounter Christ and change. Amen. And so we must pay attention when the word of God is spoken with fear and trembling, our souls come before a holy, mighty God. And we do not take it lightly. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were 
washing their nets. Your version may say mending and washing their nets. I want to point out here, this is every word of the, every word of the Bible is intentional and on purpose, okay? We shouldn't look past any of it. I, it's, we know that they caught nothing the night before, right? Because we've read the full story. We know that they've caught nothing. And so here's what, the beautiful part. What we want to do when we've gone through this season and it feels like we're just wandering in the wilderness and nothing is happening and we can't hear from God and our prayers are hitting the ceiling and going down and God, where are you? And what are you doing? Like me laying in my bed for a year in chemotherapy. I love that Peter and James and John were washing and mending their nets, even though they had caught nothing. See, here's what I've learned about God and how he works. He is always getting us ready for the next thing, and the process that he takes to do that is the point. We're always looking for the mountaintop. We're always looking for the answer. We're always looking for the big thing. We're always looking for why we are doing what we're doing. The mountaintop moment, the big flashing lights to come down and say, you are to be here. We're always looking for that, and we're missing the whole point of how God works. He doesn't work in a mountaintop. He works in the climb. The process of your life is the point. The suffering, the pain, the trial, the doubts, the fears, that's the point. That's where he's at. That's where he develops greatness in your life. In those nitty-gritty, hard, raw places. Do you see? And so we must mend and wash our nets. We must get ready for the next catch. They were getting ready for the next catch. We must understand, Christians, we are in the fight for our life. There is a lying enemy out for blood. And he is not worried about the people sitting on the fence in the lukewarm water. He is not going after the Christians that are doing nothing because they're doing exactly what (laughs) he wants them to do. Sit on the fence. Satan is fine with that. Call yourself a Christian and then just go and sit in the lukewarm water. Never tell anyone about your faith. Never go a step further. Never go out in faith. Go into deep water. You're doing exactly what Satan wants you to do. Sit in the lukewarm, complacent Christianity. But we must be people that mend and wash our nets for the next thing, realizing that we never get a time out. So getting into one of the boats, Jesus gets into one of the boats. I love this picture too, and so for me I go, he doesn't even need our boat. He doesn't even need our boat, but he gets in it. Why? Because we're there. He gets in our boat when he doesn't need it to be any more holy, to be any more God, to be any more loving. He doesn't need us, but he gets in there because we are there. And he loves his children, and he delights in his children. And he wants us to hear the sound of his voice because he knows that he gives us life and he gives us breath. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and he taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let your nets down for a catch. He does not mince words here. He does not give gray. He says, I'm going to bless you. 
Put down your nets into deep water for a catch. Not there might be some fish there. Let's go see. No. I'm going to give you a catch of fish, but you've got to go out into deep water. Here's the thing you've got to know about the context of the situation. They're in the Sea of Galilee. In the Sea of Galilee, you don't fish in the day in the deep. You fish in the night in the shallow. That's where the fish are. And so he's telling them to do something that is completely contrary to everything that they know and have seen. He is telling them to do something and be obedient to something that is against their very nature, against their very knowledge and their trade. They're fishermen. He's a carpenter. This carpenter is telling fishermen how to catch fish? I don't think so. And, and there's people watching. There's a lot of people around. It can be very embarrassing. I just want you to understand that when we left our, our wealth and we went to live on very small means, it was, there were moments where there was people watching and didn't understand what we were doing. It was completely out of our, we didn't, it, was, it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. And then to go to a ranch and to give up even more and just to take care of lives all day long, doesn't make sense. But God is not about you knowing him based on what he does. God is about you knowing him based on who he is. And your entire life will be about this place. So Simon answers, Master, we have told all night, we have took nothing but at your word. Your version could say, because you say so. And we must live our life in the because you say so. We must live our life on a daily basis, grabbing onto that, getting up in the morning, grabbing that again, because you say so, God, at your word. It doesn't make sense, and people are going to make fun of me, and people are not going to understand, and I don't even understand, and it's completely contrary to everything I think I know about you, but because you say so, and that is life. Guys, your heart should be pulsating out of your chest right now because that is good, and that is truth, and you don't have to wander around and go, what is truth? Is it over here? Is it in my friends? Is it in this? Is it in business? You don't have to do that. You've been given the absolute truth of humanity right here. And we must respond at your word. At your word, I will let down the nets. And they enclosed such a large number of fish that it began to sink their boats, and then it began to sink the boats of their friends who they had to call along church their friends that they had to call to be by them, their side to help them. I want you to understand that the favor of God on your life is not for you. We, listen, the favor of God on your life is for you to bless others. We've got to quit looking at ourselves, y'all. And I'm the biggest selfish, most prideful individual that in this room, I will raise my hand first. I will go to the front of the line for all of us. That I want what I want when I want it. And for you to not take ownership of that, you are gonna miss it. You are gonna miss God. You're gonna be so busy doing the things of God that you absolutely miss who he is. And it is not about you. It is so that he can put favor and blessing on your life to bless others. Look, I get to love on these kids that have been out of this trauma, and I want to tell you, they test me, and they break me every single day. 
And they remind me over and over that it's not about you, Casey. And I want to just go sit in a corner somewhere and cry and roll up in a ball and drink chocolate milk is what I want to do. And run away because it's hard and it's uncomfortable and it makes me look at my sin. And I don't want to look at my sin because then I have to change and heaven forbid I change. But my life was not created to be about me. It was created for my boat to overflow and take down the boat of the other people (laughs) to capsize it in the name of Jesus. And we read on, everyone is astonished. I want you to look at the response as we close. I want you to look at the response. Simon, he responds just like we should respond. I pray, I don't know about you, but I pray for God to show up so mighty in my life that I have to look away. I pray for for the glory of, of him to reign in such a way in my life that it is too much for this sinner to bear. Much like Simon, depart from me. Oh God, I can't even look at who you are right now. It is so good. And that is the life I wanna live. That God's glory is all. And it overshadows me in every way possible. That my life only and always points to his glory. And and this is the response that Simon has. He falls on his face before God, says, depart from me, God, I am a sinner. And then he leaves everything and follows him. I want you to understand, Christians, I love you dearly, and from the bottom of my heart, I say the only response, the only response to you sitting here and breathing is a life surrendered to Jesus Christ.